0: Hello, Dave! Hello! Ollie. Hello, 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 welcome to Sustainable Babel One Hundred and Thirty Seven. Welcome yourself to Sustainable
1: Babel Hundred and Thirty Seven. Oh, we are your cheeky, friendly little environment podcast, all about people and the planet. And why, despite everything being naused, we can have a little chuckle about it every now and then. Ain't we all? Yes. Yes, and what are we going to be talking about this
0: week then? Well, Dave, we are going to be talking about... uh, Do you know who I mean by Jim Ratcliffe? Ooh, he's a fracker. Yeah, he's a fracker. And and Jim Ratcliffe and his friends are stupid totally frustrated about (laughs) the lack of fracking progress in the uk so we're going to be asking that question is is fracking dead is it is it finished is it kaput uh we're also going to be talking about that lovely well endowed environment secretary allegedly i can't say that can i Nope. language timothy we're also going to be talking about that lovely lovely well loved well loved and um Talented, yep. Uh, Environment Secretary Michael Gove, uh, who's been a bit weaselly on the old plastics issue. He's been, you know, he's done a thing that he said he's going to do, but maybe that thing isn't quite all it's cracked up to be. Uh, and uh, so, you know, weasel. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about
1: squirrels. Oh, good Lord. Yes, we're going to look again at squirrels. That's right.
0: Oh, Ooh, you said it right. Squirrels. Yeah, well, not that time, but the first time you said it. That's because I wasn't thinking about it. That's probably what it is.
1: Um, Anyway, uh, yes, so we're talking about all of those things. Two disclaimers
0: for you all. Sorry, you didn't really appreciate my theme there. What was your theme? Jim Ratcliffe. Yeah. uh, Totally frustrated. Michael Gove being. Oh, rodents. Uh, And the other one that I've forgotten. Yeah. Anyway, rodents, cool. squirrels, yeah, <laughs> rodents, yes, good, uh, very I'd good. i hate to put a rodent in the flow of this Christ introduction.
1: Two disclaimers for you, dear listener. Disclaimer number one, we do work for environment charities, don't we all? Yeah. But these are very much our own views. So have you got any beef with anything that you say? Don't click on your mouse. Oh, who's um, going to do that? Uh, well, you can't. Uh, to tell our employers how much you dislike what you heard, but instead take it up with us. Yes? Yeah. Uh, the other disclaimer being, we oh. recorded this episode Ages ago. Uh,
0: so it's, we recorded well, I it. I mean, we recorded it right now.
1: Yes, that's true. But as you listen to it, we recorded this ages ago. Um, all went on holiday this time. Um, and so we recorded it two weeks ago. So that means a lot of stuff in here might be out of date. Big stuff might have happened in the world. We don't know. Bear with us. Uh, hopefully it's all still in some way relevant to your life.
0: Yeah, so um, shrewd listeners will notice the odd time lag and, and weirdness. Shrew, shrew, shrewd.
1: Schadenfreuder of
0: the week. Lesson
1: one, load your gun, drill the land till Kingdom come.
0: So Schadenfreuder of the Week. <clears throat> Haven't done this section for a while, have no, we, Dave? We have not. What does Schadenfreude mean? You know what Schadenfreude means. It's like, uh, imagine
1: you had uh, got me a lovely big gift-wrapped box for my birthday. Yeah. Obviously a large bit of speculation on my part there, but imagine that (laughs) had happened. Um, And you give it to me, and I'm all excited, um, and I open it, and inside it is a great big pile of horsey poo. And you laugh, and you laugh, and you laugh, and you laugh so much that you fall out of the window and die.
0: So, uh, the schadenfreudery person uh, this week is not a person. It is, in fact, a whole industry. uh, And it is the (gasps) fracking industry. Now, the long-term listeners will recognise that 135 episodes ago... Blimey. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. 136, something like that? Yeah, Yeah. well, in episode two, Two. uh, which sounded a bit like this... Well, it's sunny here too, um, but I, I don't think suspiciously... It's always sunny in Loughborough Junction. London's mm. finest um, mm. area. So, uh,
1: yeah, is it? Is it is it is it really London's finest area? Yes. All right. So this is sustainable it's That's y- quite enough of that.
0: Golly. God, uh, we banged on about the old fracking and we and we not only banged on about it but sort of talked about how you know, it was a crap idea for the planet um, and lots of people wanted to do it. When, what year was it? God, what year was right, so it? 2015, right? or not, when things were different. There was still a David Cameron. There was still a David uh, still Cameron. George still a George Osborne, still a, top gear. still a
1: Top Gear with Clarkson
0: on it. <laughs> still a Top Gear with Clarkson <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah. All sorts of things. Yeah. Still a David Bowie.
1: Oh. oh, God. Still a Cambridge United football club. No, that's, that's all right. And Colin
0: Caldwood is, is leading us back from the brink. Right. Anyway, the point is, fracking was being pursued hell for leather. Every time there was a budget by the swanky Chancellor of Exchequer, George, look at my stance in this high-vis jacket, Osborne. Uh, he I was, do miss him, you know. Do you? Yeah, too! do. No, I don't believe you. Uh, he was <laughs> He was banging on about, you know, going all out for shale, um, having the most generous tax regime in the world. Look at the size of my tax regime. And Look at the size of it, my tax I, regime. My legs are so far apart because I have such a large tax regime. Would you like to pop upstairs and see my fracking well? Quite. Uh, the point is... Is Oh, brackets, but not in my constituency, close brackets. Oh, no, obviously. Oh, yeah, exactly. So this is back in the days of the desolate north, mm. uh, when that peer can't remember his name, Lord Howell Lord was it? Lord
1: Howell, George Osborne's father-in-law.
0: George Osborne, God almighty. George Osborne's <laughs> father-in-law got up and said, you know, we don't want fracking in the beautiful, uh, you know, Sus- West Sussex areas, Balkan and all the rest of it. That's nice. That's where Tories are. But in a desolate northeast and a desolate northwest... Not a problem. But there are large and uninhabited and desolate areas, certainly up in the part of the northeast, where there's plenty of room for fracking. Without... Anyway, that is all to say that the entire kind of energy of the state was piled up in support of the fracking industry and determined to get shale gas Going well, you
1: say the fracking industry because there, there wasn't one, okay. Uh, well, and
0: uh, yes, and this is kind of the point they want yes.
1: it's, they wanted to usher in a brave new dawn of men, and it mostly is men with very large drills coming around to your house, sticking their very large drill into your begonias and jiggling it up and down till some gas comes out mm, with sand with sand um, and they've been on at this for the, it, it's nice, it's quite nice I think this far into the babble to do a little check on things perhaps we should go back and look at all the other things we talked about like whether or not Top Gear is still offensive and whether or not there's <laughs> war is still being declared upon the Topmouth Gudgeon or whether
0: that's <laughs> completely over I uh, wonder but, if the Topmouth Gudgeon has probably gone extinct since we started this project pro- if anyone knows about the fate of the Topmouth Gudgeon please get in touch I
1: think it's separated from the other Gudgeons and has now set up an independent group of Gudgeons uh, Dodgers. Oh, topical. Well, well topical topical <laughs> when we recorded it. <laughs> How come there ain't fracking wells everywhere? Because they were supposed to be by now, weren't they, Rob?
0: They were supposed to be by now. Yeah, well, uh, when we recorded that episode, it was four years since there'd been any proper fracking in the UK. And the reason it stopped back in 2011 was because of earthquakes. There were big old earthquakes in Blackpool, and the government at the time, coalition government. Remember that? Ugh, crikey, Moses! I mean, this. Bloody we hell. thought it was rubbish, but I will not have
1: some of that back. now. <laughs> what <laughs> what <a> coalition? <laughs> just, just some of that time. Yeah. I wouldn't, have, wouldn't mind having
0: some of that time. Yeah, man. not all of it. Some, some of, of it. it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, they put a stop to fracking because they were—they were like, "Hang on a minute, you can't go around creating earthquakes." The point is, uh, there was a big old hiatus, and then you know, over the last couple of years, there's been lots of attention on it getting going again, and it has got going again. There has been a bit of fracking in that there Preston New Road uh, at the back end of 2018, but after all of the hoo ha and after lots and lots and lots of the industry going we have got the greatest and safest and strictest regulations in the world you know we're, we're going to be monitoring every little square centimetre of ground. So if there's the faintest wibble, which there won't be, uh, you know, we will, we will know about it. And the point is, it's totally safe. We've got this.
1: We've, we've, got, we've got the best regulations to stop things being shit. Yep. If things go shit, which they won't. Which they won't. We will notice that they're shit and stop doing it. But they won't go shit.
0: So it's irrelevant. But it's also, it's good for you to know that they're there in case it does go shit, which it won't. Anyway. Went shit. Went to shit? <laughs> <laughs> every time they did their fracking thing, earthquakes, like almost every time. And they set up the government and the industry together in a very collaborative way, set up this traffic light system of red, amber, green. Um, I know what traffic lights are, thanks. What? I know what traffic lights are. You do the way you cycle. You
1: don't cycle as if you know what a traffic light is. Uh, you didn't see me drive in Wales a couple of weeks ago. I've got stories to tell you about that in a minute, but never mind. Don't me. Noddy, the little man with the red and yellow car.
0: Yeah, anyway, so they set up the system sort of saying anything above a certain level and we'll stop and we'll pause and we'll see what's going on. Basically, every single earth, every single frack they were doing was above that level. Uh, and it got to the point where government were like well you have to you have to stop doing that then don't you because of these regulations Because of these regulations that you designed so they squealed an awful lot about that uh, and said this is preposterous you know these are as discussed in one of the previous episodes these are just earthquakes you don't even feel at the surface if you do it's like someone dropping a melon and the government went yeah but these are regulations that you designed and um, we're not going to revisit them (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Hi, all here. Uh, stop press. Um, uh, that was two weeks ago and stuff has changed. Um, so it turns out that the government has gone on a bit of a weasel and said, yeah, well, we're definitely not going to revisit them. But of course, it's, it's actually up to the independent regulator to decide whether they want to revisit them. Uh, so, so a bit more detail on this. Um, Claire Perry, the energy minister or minister for fracking, if uh, campaigners are to be believed, uh, was asked a question in the House of Commons um, about this very issue. Basically asked, you know, are you going to uh, diminish the controls over the fracking industry? And, um, and Claire Perry said, uh, you know, basically, no. We rejected the company's request uh, to change this this regime. Um, However, this is, of course, a scientific issue. um, And we now have an independent regulator, the Oil and Gas Authority. Spoiler. Not sure they're that independent. End spoiler. Um, And it is within its remit, should it wish, to look at the science. For me, it is a scientist-led decision. It is nothing to do with politicians. So, if you ask me or any other fracking campaigners that sounds an awful lot like hmm we would like to help out our chums in the fracking industry if possible uh can't really just go back on our word so we'll get somebody else to maybe do it who knows they may not do this uh they may do it let's hope they don't but it doesn't seem quite as rosy and clear-cut as it was when we recorded this episode and potentially these uh quite tough regulations about not having earthquakes might be relaxed a bit Bum. Now, the reason we mention this is because this has come at an interesting time, where a number of things are starting to happen. That's happening. The regulations are stopping them doing their fracking because of the earthquakes. They've also done like their initial tests on the uh, the wells that they have drilled. The flow gas flow flow rate or flow flow something. Uh, I don't know. I'll
1: I'll play the flow something music. Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) What is it called? Flow something. Can't remember. Uh, Flow flow energy. mm, We'll call it Flow. flow flow rates or something anyway the point is because of those earthquakes because of those earthquakes they've hardly been able to test the flow rates uh, of anything like the amount they wanted to and they've come back as pretty crappy results now Quadrilla have gone these are brilliant but everyone else has gone yeah they're not brilliant really are they third thing that's happening right bear with me is that the old uh, Rosica Wood do you know where that is? Uh, where all lived Sure. Uh, Another fracking site up there in the north. um, They wanted to frack there. Council said no. They've appealed and uh, government have gone no. Now, admittedly, government have gone no cause traffic movements and stuff, not cause climate change or anything else, but they've gone no. They've gone, yeah, in quite a few other places though, right? Yeah, but the, the point is the industry is just getting knocked back, knocked back, knocked back. Now, the final nail in the coffin, which we think might be coming, is this thing, this is going to get, this is going to get sexy music underneath it. Go on in. Permitted development.
1: Oh, don't... Oh,
0: oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Permitted development. will oh, permit your development any time. Right, this is a thing where... Uh, They tried to reclassify fracking as not a thing which needs big planning decisions and planning permission and lots of votes from councils and democracy and all the rest of it. Bypass that, just get somebody to tick a box in a way that you would if you were just putting up a little extension or putting a shed in your back garden, that sort of thing. They wanted it to be shifted into that sort of territory, right?
1: Well, so like you would just go, hello, I'm a fracking company, see that hill over there, I'd like to frack on it. And the government would go, have you filled in that form saying how nice you are? And you would say, yep. And they go, off and yes, go them.
0: Yes, basically. Right. Uh,
1: and, and if I'm a local person living near that, and I say, I don't want that sodding fracking thing on that hill over there, the government would go tough.
0: Yeah, exactly. You have nothing like the same ability to, to interact with that process as you do in a proper Planning a decision, that right? It sounds rubbish. It is rubbish. And it's so rubbish that a whole bunch of not like climate changey champion MPs, but people who generally couldn't give two hoots about climate change, or at least couldn't give two hoots about fracking in the context of climate change, they're like, hang on a minute, this is this isn't right. This is this is probably Probably subverting local democracy. And there's a bit of a kind of rebellion building among the old backbench Tory MPs. Now, I won't go into the details of that because it's boring. Yes. But the point is, you know how <laughs> we've seen how fragile the government's majority is on, you know, anything. It doesn't take much more than a few Tory MPs going a bit kind of <whistles> about this sort of thing for the government to realise that they can't they can't get it through. So you add those three things together. You add the fact that fracking, uh, the latest polls show fracking has never been less popular. uh, And you just start to think, I don't think this is going to happen.
1: Funny old thing this, isn't it? It's like if you were going to pick... A way of doing anything but getting energy in this case. If you were going to pick a way of doing it that was guaranteed to be as much of a pain in the ass for you as a company as you could possibly do The only thing that would make it harder would be if in order to get a fracking well approved, you had to sharpen it on a kitten or something. (laughs) It's the only thing that would make it harder in the court of public opinion to get this thing... Done. I spent a bit of time uh, 18 months or so ago with a community that was resisting fracking and the ability of, and they were up in in Derbyshire, just a normal bunch of people, and the ability of uh, INEOS, who it was in this case, to just unite everyone in this village, irrespective of... Uh, political color or like what they did for a job or socioeconomic background or any of that. Everybody was looking at Ineos, this chemicals company that wants to get into fracking's plans, and going, no, sod off. Why? So the- Why? What was their thing? Well, well, firstly, they didn't want the physical bit of kit on top of their hill like 60 metre high, or 60 foot high, anyway, so it's big. 60 something, 60 yeah. somethings high, um, lit 24 hours a day while they're doing the test drilling, banging away, whatever a fracking does, dropping melons everywhere. 300 metres, as it would have been in this case from people's houses. They didn't want that. They didn't want all the lorries going down these narrow country lanes they didn't want all of the bats and the birds that were in the trees that would be chopped down because of it to be at risk uh they didn't think it was necessary they didn't want the impact on their house prices more than anything else they like they didn't want this company turning up who basically were just really rude to them like, they really? like yeah i mean like there's nothing legal in this. They're all on record that uh inios were had it when the Local council in that place said, no, we don't think we want to have fracking. INEOS properly went for them. They were like, you, you know, this is playing politics with local decision-making. This is, uh, you know, putting politics ahead of wise strategy, blah, 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 you know. And, and to the extent that all of the council members, a lot of whom, you know, their national government's policy is to support fracking, that all of the council members were like, sod off, bastards. You don't come here and just like tell us we can't stand up for our communities. Uh. So, yeah, you know, it's, and this is in a place where there's not a colossal amount of other work and all the stuff that the fracking company have been spinning about the jobs prospects, which is always hugely overdone anyway, you would have thought would sort of land on welcome ears. Even that, no, off. we don't want that. We don't want something else, thanks.
0: And the thing is, they've got to win that argument time and time and again in every single place. Thousands of and places. Do it. Thousands of and, places. you know, the whole point is that you need literally tens of thousands of wells to make this thing big. Well, you, can't, you can't do this you can't have that, that conversation with that many people and overcome all those barriers time and time again. It's just, it's so clear that it's not possible. And what's also really clear is how, like, thin-skinned the fracking industry are. Given that what we're talking about here is the literally the richest man in the UK, although not in the UK for much longer, if reports are to be believed, because, you know, tax. Uh, so this is Jim Ratcliffe, who wants to take his billions out to Monaco. Yeah. Uh, but they but as soon as this stuff happens, they start writing incredibly strongly worded, ranty, shoutsy letters. And like they get their, their, you know, hacks in the media to do their dirty work for them. And there's a the Sun said a thing saying, Lily livered ministers, including business secretary Greg Clark, have run scared from eco warriors on social media. Is that us? To be to be fair that does pretty much sum up my day. <laughs> Being an eco-warrior on social media, having a go at Greg Clark. Pretty much. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's fascinating. And I don't know, I just think it's, it's, it's an interesting turnaround. And to be honest, these things don't happen by accident, do they? This is a massive, massive indictment of the resistance from communities like the one you were talking about, from the fracking, uh, anti-fracking groups all over the Northwest and mm, the South Melons, East. all of those melons standing up for all their All of rights. those melons getting smashed in the name of uh, seismicity and um, yeah what an amazing victory if this turns out to be a victory now I know there'll be people listening going we're still facing it Uh, that's you know it's not that battle isn't over and and I'm sure there's going to be some horrible stuff to come because this isn't an industry that's just going to roll over but
1: no, I don't know, you I'm know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, like, and the
0: money, the money is just going to stop coming their way, isn't well, it? Well, this is know?
1: the thing. Like, how uh, – I guess my – I actually agree with your prediction, kind of. I think we'll probably get a bit more fracking somewhere will kind of happen. I don't know. But, like, the Jim Ratcliffe boss of Ineos and whoever is the boss of Quadrilla, Francis Egan, the Egan yeah. um, these people are very successful in business, right? Whether or not you think they're in office, they are very successful in business. And you don't get to be very successful in business by continually trying to do a thing, spending vast amounts of your own money in the process that you never get any economic return for. Um, the the guy, I think, is the chief operating officer or something of INEOS, so one of you know, your man's underlings, uh, but basically had been asked by a journalist, you know, as your latest drop about all this, does that mean you're on the verge of quitting and just giving up on it. And he wouldn't confirm either way. I mean, you wouldn't, would you? But like, I don't know. I would be at all surprised if due to some sort of internal strategic review um, and the redeployment of resources following a careful calibration of our post-Brexit exposure... You've done this before. Uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised <laughs> if Ineos and Quadrilla and the like, off sod. <laughs> um, and on that day, I'll... Well, we'll have a special little babble party about it, shall yeah, we? Yeah, definitely. In Legoland. <laughs> First name? Uh, I'm not sure. You <laughs> must have some idea. Well, it might be Sod Off. <laughs> Inhof.
0: He's an Inhof. this Jim Ratcliffe. Well, he is, yeah. He's a very, very wealthy Inhofe. Yeah, so... I don't think he'll be hugely upset by us calling him an Inhofe. But he I, is an I, Inhofe. I hope he isn't. Um, but uh, I just wanted this quote that he come out with, you
1: know, on the eve of taking all of his money and sodding off to tax haven Monaco. This is an arch-Brexiteer, um, Jim Ratcliffe, let's not forget, boss of um, a huge chemicals company up in Scotland. Um, and he said this.
0: They are playing politics with the future of the country. We have a non-existent energy strategy and are heading towards an energy crisis that will do long-term and irreparable damage to the economy. And the government needs to decide whether they are finally going to put the country first and develop a workable UK onshore gas industry.
1: So I just wanted to say these two things, Oh, First of all, can you think <laughs> I of... thought it was going to be two words. <laughs> no. Can you think of anything else going on in UK politics at the moment that may do long-term and irreparable damage to the economy? Oh.
0: Mm, I think springs to mind. I'll give, you a, I'll give
1: you a clue. It's something that I just said that Jim Ratcliffe actively supported and wanted to see happen.
0: Any? Monaco. He likes Monaco. Is Monaco going to screw it? Is Monaco invading? God, that'd be bad. Oh, probably, uh, Brexit. Uh, so, uh, Brexit. this is, this is a guy who yeah. is prepared
1: to do, uh, prepared to launch the UK onto one of the single largest, most scary economic unknown adventures of all time. So that's in hoffy. Um, and then secondly, it's this thing about playing politics. <laughs> yeah. With the future of the country. That, that is literally. Politicians' job. <laughs> That's exactly what he had to go at the people up in Derbyshire for when they said no to fracking up there. He said, Oh, the council has chosen politics over over taking the right decision. It's like, no. They've taken what they think to be the right thing over what you think to be the right
0: thing. Yeah, it's an amazing how it gets how it gets used that label. That is it?
1: literally <laughs> But
0: it is their job. What
1: politics <laughs> is. They are literally politicians. <laughs> it's, precisely what
0: they're doing <laughs> <Yeah>. you in off <laughs> it does it does smack of desperation does not it and like oh, i don't know also the fact that this is an industry that doesn't yet exist that's that's the bit that really gets me so they're like if you don't do this there'll be an energy crisis now if this was a thing that somebody that the government was shutting down let's say it was the existing gas industry hmm. and the government was going we're going to shut you down and people like Jim Radcliffe were going. What are you going to do instead? That would be a kind of you know a credible thing to say in in that context. Like there's going to be an energy crisis. Where you're going to get your energy from? This is talking about not doing a thing that we're not that we're already not doing to get energy that we already don't get. It's like what what is your counterfactual here? Where is the big crisis that's looming? It's like a it's like a pot pad. Do you know what a pot pad is? All. Oh? No. That's because it doesn't exist.
1: A pot pad is a thing I've just invented, which is a new type of shed, right? So imagine we get rid of all sheds uh, and then you don't allow the pot pad industry to develop. Then you might say, well, there's going to be a shed crisis because we <laughs> haven't allowed the pot pad industry to develop. But there aren't any pot pads. So you can't have a pot pad crisis or a shed crisis if you've still got sheds. Very nice.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Once you pot pad, you can't stop pad. This week. I have been mostly eating roasted chickens. Thing Dave can't decide if it, it is good or not. So, things that Dave doesn't know if they are good or not. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Or old doesn't know what the name of the section is or not. Things old doesn't know what the name of the section is. This is about things
1: I don't know if it is good or not. Now, here's a thing that I wasn't even sure hadn't gone away. Um, I thought it had gone away forever. It was a wheeze that was first concocted about a year ago by your friend and mine, cheery, chubby-faced monkey and very well-endowed environment secretary,
0: apparently, Um, Michael Gove. govy, Govey, 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 govy, Govey. Yes, you will remember that at the beginning of 2018, people got well upset about plastics, about, you know, Coke bottles being shoved up the urethra of a dolphin (laughs) by... Everyone, Uh, that sort of thing, Uh, and with good reason. That their resident of Inhofe Corner, David Attenborough, uh, was telling the planet, the world, that uh, we were screwing up the oceans, and it was plastic, and it was shocking, and la di da di da. Now we were all cynical, said nothing would happen, people would stop caring, but people didn't stop caring, and so the government decided it cared too. And in March 2018, they said they were going to do this thing called, wait for it. A deposit return scheme. Sounds filthy. It's not when you do a poo and someone gives it back to you. <laughs>
1: oh, you are awful. But I like you. Uh,
0: and this is basically a vending machine in reverse. That's what they're talking about. Where instead of you what, put... You put a Coke can in a vending
1: machine, you get 50p out? Yes. Without Coke in it?
0: Yes. Right.
1: So it's not in reverse then, is it?
0: Yes, no, it is in reverse, just without the Coke in it. Brilliant. Well, I suppose you could... Oh, don't be an idiot. I suppose you could put the the Coke in. The point is, uh, so to encourage people to stop throwing away all of these single-use plastics, like Coke bottles and everything else... Um, they're, yeah, suggesting that you have vending machine, uh, these vending machine type things on the street and you shove in your Coke bottle and it weighs it and whatever and gives you some money back. Um, and they said back in March 2018 that they would definitely do this and it would definitely uh, apply to all materials, um, you know, like aluminium cans and plastic bottles and cardboardy things with plastically linings on them and stuff. Velcro? And all- hmm? Velcro? almost certainly, yep. uh, and, um, and all sizes, and it would definitely be consulted on uh, by the end of the year. Didn't happen, though, did it? No, uh, the end of the year came and went. But now we're at the beginning of the next year, and there is a consultation. But he's been a bit weaselly, the old gove. Uh, he's, he's gone and done a weasel um, with his ferret, Look, I don't want to be too down on him here, right? Because What's he done? He's he's released this consultation that said we're going to do two options for this deposit return scheme. One is the all singing, all dancing one. Yeah, the good one. Yeah, everything.
1: Everything goes in
0: reverse up the whole of the thing. Exactly. The other one is what we will call an on-the-go deposit return scheme, uh, which is uh, oh, only some things go up the whole of the thing. Yeah, yeah. just for the little bottles. Um So their argument is, oh, the problem is those. You know, when you're when you're rushing from, yeah. Uh, hippie gathering in a friends meeting house uh, to your hemp making workshop uh, at granny's you've got to uh, rehydrate because you've only had 14 liters of water that day Uh, so you have to buy a little mineral uh, do you reckon when the romans were
1: walking across europe and they were like uh, laying siege to vast areas that they had to have a bottle of water with them at all times
0: well, I imagine the ones who got thirsty just had their heads knocked off and replaced and it's yeah. probably quite efficient. Yeah. No, I think we might be slightly more snowflakey than the Romans, but... It's just a contention. Uh, anyway, snowflakey or not, uh, this proposal is saying, look, these are the only things we're really worried about. Um, so if you've, you've got a can of Coke on the go, shove that in a hole in the wall, you give you money for it. But if you're having to buy large quantities of, of uh, mineral water for your home, uh, we're not going to offer that for a deposit return scheme, because why would we? And I think that's a bit weaselly. Basically. I think you should come on, we need all plastic to be seriously seriously disincentivised, don't we? Seriously disincentivised?
1: You don't have a klaxon for that. You have a klaxon for disincentivized. No, that's, that's the sort of thing you get in a consultation, the phrase disincentivised. That's just a word. No it isn't. It's That's a, just a word that you don't like. I don't like it and you're getting a klaxon for it. Now then, uh, what's the what's the issue here? Is that like unencouraged? Put off? Put off. All right. Put Put off. off. Made more expensive. So your point is, if you're going to do this thing, which it's taken a year to do anyway, and you're going to have a hole in the wall that you can put your your, your Coke can and stuff up and get money back off, that you should be able to put all sorts of things in there, like Velcro and washing up tubs and... um, sachets, sachets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Michael Goh's point is, no, that'll make the machine too big, probably. Uh, So we're just going to focus on the stuff that we're trying to stop through other means anyway.
0: I just think if you're going to do it, do it properly. And, you know. Where's it all
1: going to go? Like, how big are these machines? That's they've got some stuff, you can't just put anything. If you like, get people coming along with their entire plastic collection underneath their sink and bunging it in one of these machines, it'll have to be emptied every five seconds, won't it?
0: Is that that really your position?
1: Yeah, well, I don't know whether it is good or not.
0: I think it is good to try to get as much plastic diverted from the oceans and the ugly fish and the dolphin as possible, right? Do, yes. you like, do you like dolphins?
1: I don't I've never met one.
0: Right. Do, okay. So other people you haven't met, not bothered if, you know, they have plastic inserted into their eyeballs.
1: As uh, if some people I haven't met, who I'd quite like
0: <laughs> to have plastic inserted
1: <laughs> into their eyeballs and other places.
0: <laughs> I think you're being silly. I think you're, you're deliberately taking a provocative position. What? No, you're being silly. I'm not being silly. You are being silly. I want all plastic like eradicated basically yeah, or at, but- least, at least the stuff which is unnecessary Simple I know I'm simple No <laughs> Bollocks I forgot what I was going to say Simple bollocks Simple bollocks You can call me Simple bollocks Do you right. remember Only you though Only Do you it's remember a special name that you can call me Do you hear that Jeremy Sophie says it's too hot in here So I was right I win Shove that up you bollocks <laughs>
1: You're right about the fact that the Secretary of State for Consultations, as I believe he is called, (laughs) has issued something like, genuinely, 50-odd, maybe even more, consultations on things while he's been the environment secretary each and every time he's done it receiving huge amounts of kudos off of newspapers and the likes of us probably and going look secretary of state for environment isn't that enough and is prepared to do a thing subject to consultation right and then the consultation takes a year to come out if it ever comes out at all and when it does come out one of the options upon which it consults is not a full all singing all dancing version of the thing um and that's kind of how government works isn't it so that's, that is a bit in hoffy and Weasley I agree but also you remember when the plastic bag charge was coming in and we were Arabella to read out a great long list of all the things to which it was exempt and, yeah, like and, goldfish, you know, bags, goldfish bags, bags and all that sort of stuff um, and it was brought in at 5p and it's now going up to 10p is it yes didn't know that that might be a thing which is also being consulted on but the point is you've got to start somewhere oh, and maybe you can't bring in a great big revolutionary idea overnight just simply because of how politics works and because the industry is always going to carp on about it and because you know you're more worried about getting headlines for a thing than doing a thing but it'd be quite nice to have holes everywhere where you can at least put your coke cans in because at the moment you haven't even got holes for your coke cans you have to go up to an otter in the park and push it yourself up its bum
0: reasons to be cheerful now this is a good reason to be cheerful no it isn't Um, ducks for cover whilst certain elements of our audience fire things at him quickly certain elements Uh, of your hosting room are going to (laughs) throw things at you in a minute you know the awful horrible death to red squirrel bringing grey squirrel yep people are eating them This is what's can you see this all oh, what I'm
1: showing you here? Can you see
0: that? Oh, that what <laughs> <looks laughs> like... What are you looking at there, Oh, Well, um there's a styrofoam Oh no, it's not styrofoam. That's an actual posh oh, plate, that's a isn't it? This plate is in a right. restaurant. Oh, yes. There is a one of those square bowls completely pointless, uh filled with what looks like mash, um with a sort of maybe a couscousy thing on top of that and um perched on top of that pile is a squirrel, dead, without its head. A roast
1: grey squirrel. which With a garnish. garnish. Oh, yeah, no, which has been lovingly prepared by a guy called Ivan Tisdall Downs, who didn't go to my school, who runs (laughs) a place called Native in Borough Market, which has started selling Uh, grey grey squirrels with sweet onion relish. And The Guardian did a piece about this and said, they are grey squirrels. You've had that come in. Shut your face. Um, and <laughs> Prince Charles or someone has said it's fine. I don't know. What? who thinks it, No, Prince Charles hasn't said it's fine. Oh, someone else has said uh, this is the
0: most sustainable me oh, yeah, yeah, no. going. Prin- Prince Charles said has advocated eradicating the grey squirrel right. uh, because he's a trustee of the Red Squirrel Survival Trust. Right. So the he, point is, likes shooting.
1: I don't want to recap old arguments. We haven't got time. But the point is this. Oh, uh, it is squirrel racism is what it is. You can't go around uh, having a beef against red squirrels and eating grey squirrels. Uh, It ain't the grey squirrels' fault they're alive just because we prefer the red ones.
0: How are you going to save the red ones? And that's all we've got time for this (laughs) week on Sustainable Babble. (laughs) You can never answer that question. So that is just about it for another episode of Babble. And I would like to say at this point that I don't actually advocate the murder and consumption of grey squirrels, just the murder. Just the murder. And then
1: what, leave their poor, still-twitching little corpses festering in the side of the road?
0: Yeah. Well, I suppose if you're hungry. Anyway, thank
1: you very much, listener, for listening to us, banging on. Uh, You can get in touch with us, and you can tell us what you thought of the show. You will find us on Facebook. Just search Sustainable Babble. You can send us an email to hello at sustainable.fish. We do read all your emails, even if we don't always have time to reply. And you can find us on Twitter yeah, at pause. The Babble pause. Wagon <laughs> at The Babble Wagon are you genuinely
0: nervous when you do this I am I can't do it it's terrible it's like, it's like
1: parking a car in Swansea Services can't do that either <laughs>
0: Thank you, as ever, to the magnificent Dickie Moore for the music that begins and ends and intertwinkles this podcast. Thank you to my little niece, Arabella, who's going to get well annoyed with me calling her my little niece quite soon because she's a grown-up, uh, who read out the babble so magnificently. And, of course, thank you to Arthur Stobel, who did the artwork which adorns our website, and our T-shirts, which you can buy if you go on our website and click on the t shirt bit and pay us money and get a T-shirt.
1: And if you want to support the babble's ongoing endeavours and contribute to the cost of our organ, you can <laughs> donate us some money at www.patreon.com slash as a small but growing band of your fellow listeners do. Thank you very much to everybody. We love you. It's brilliant. Right. That's about it. How it was the holiday that you haven't had by the time that we've recorded this, but you're about to have, which means we recorded it two weeks early. Oh.
0: Absolutely wonderful in a completely awful and life-changing and banal way. Right, like Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs> Hello! <clears throat>
1: Ooh, crikey.